Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another strange, weird, and crazy world of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from Wales is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. Good afternoon. Oh, not, as never, crazy, you... not as crazy as last week's show, though. What's that? Unexpected, guest, unexpected guests popping in last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, intriguing. But anyway, so um, as you may or may not know that Steve is a member of the SPR and is also uh, on the advisory committee, I believe, of the Ghost Club as well. And today, I, not today, but uh, recently I just got my little Ghost Club journal. And uh, it has a lot of articles in it. And one of the things I came across, which surprised me, and I wonder if you know anything about this, Steve. You know, I always heard about the nuns walk in uh, Borley, but mm-hmm. a nuns walk in St. Andrews? Um, yeah, it was um, first for me as well until I read it in the journal. Oh, it was a first for you. Yeah, I mean, we've got thousands of haunted places over here in the UK. You, you, mm-hmm. you couldn't possibly begin to um, know know all about all of them. Um, but yeah, it seems that um, I mean, Borley is obviously the most famous of the nuns' walks, um, right. and we're coming up to that month. July twenty eighth is the night when. Um, she is said to walk, and in fact, uh, that's the night when the uh, Essex police force uh, basically cordoned off the village of the hamlet of Borley, uh, because mm. it's uh, since, since uh, the 1930s it's been um, a tourist uh, attraction. Really? Um, yeah, people would. Uh, I mean, it was the same. Ghosts have always been fascinating to people, and if, if we wind the clock back to um, the uh, the Cock Lane. Ghost of the Cochrane. Um... Well, before we get into all that, I, I do want to mention, talk about a little bit about this. This, according to the the book okay. Saint Andrews. For those who don't know, where is Saint Andrews, uh, Stephen? I presume you're talking about Saint Andrews, Scotland. I. It's in the book wherever the Ghost Club. You said yeah, you read might, it, so you must. Yeah. Well, I, I've got my copy somewhere, but I've been mm-hmm. doing other things all week. So uh, Rules Tower, course. Saint Rules Tower, Saint Andrews. Does that sound familiar? Is it in Scotland? I'm asking you. You're the I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like me asking you about every every small hamlet and village in Massachusetts or New England. Well, I, I know wouldn't know, know if it was in, I mean, in the United the most States famous, or where it was. Well, okay, you, going back, I think haunting Scotland. There we are. I asked you if it so, was in Scotland. Well, that's what I had to go back three or four pages because, uh, you know, I was, you know, since you were on the advisory committee, I thought you might know this stuff, but evidently not. Um, well, I'm an advisor to the Ghost Club, which means I advise them on certain aspects of 
what they do. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, they have to pass everything by me. In fact, um, you know, I couldn't think of anything more bizarre. Um, but there is a group of advisors who are called upon in times of need to offer the particular expertise or uh, what have you to, to the ghost club. Okay. So anyways, since uh, you're not going to add anything to it, I will well, go through this. Uh, that's why St. Andrews, which is in Scotland, is said to be haunted by a horribly disfigured woman. Sightings have been reported along the path from St. Leonard's Kirk. Yeah, I should have known. Uh, and, which is known as the ghost uh, nun's walk. Uh, the nun was once a very beautiful woman who attracted many admirers, one of whom she agreed to marry. However, her fiancé was killed before the wedding. Racked in grief, she decided no one would ever find her attractive again. She took a knife and sliced off her ear, eyelids, nose, and lips. Following oh, yeah. this macabre act, she took up religious vows and became a nun. However, the wounds she inflicted upon herself uh, led her to death shortly after. Before long, there were sightings of her on the nun's walk. Some witnesses have uh, even uh, said that she removes her veil. Uh, one documented sighting in the 1960s states that a student was discovered slumped on the ground muttering, Nun, the nun. Hmm. The nun. So what he doesn't say is why is he called the nun's walk? I mean, why, you know, yeah, no, I, I get that, but if she, I mean, like, like the Borley one, there's a reason yeah. why she walks along a particular route. Mm-hmm. But that Scottish one, she was jilted and then she started hacking bits off herself. Yeah, I know it. But, but then she started to go walk about. That's well, yeah, then she became a nun after she hacked herself up. Yeah, but why did she then go walk about? I don't know. Maybe exactly. she's still looking for a lover. I mean, <laughs> you know, I would uh, write the ghost club and uh, tell them well, that they you're need a member. more You're a member. You should ask for more information. And as an advisor, I'm advising you to do that. Mm-hmm. Except that it's in the UK and I'm here in the States. Got email, haven't you? Uh, I don't know. On the, back, on the back cover of the journal, you'll see an email address. And inside the uh, I journey, do see several send email it, addresses. Send it so to can, Alan Monday? Who should I send it to? You can send it to Alan, Alan Murdy, who's been a guest on this show. You could send it to... Uh, you could, uh, in fact, there are several... Uh, the editor of the journal? The editor of the journal would be a, a, a good first choice. Andre Schamenblos. There we are. Lambos. There we are. So uh, that should be your first point point of contact. There you go. I will do this and find out what the... Because the intriguing part of that is, the yes. nun's walk, which is what it's called, yes. the story doesn't seem to explain why it's called the nun's walk. Yet with Borley, the, the nun's walk is called the nun's walk for a reason. And the reason being, of course, is that uh, on a number of occasions, she's been seen walking along that route. Well, that's now, why she walks... Yeah, but the Borley nun didn't start hacking bits off herself in the legend. Mm-hmm. Although it, there are similarities, because the um, there was a romantic attachment to the Borley nun, too. Yeah, but um, she wasn't a nun before the romantic attack. I mean, uh, She was. She was at Borley. No, no, Accord- not at Borley. I'm talking St. Andrews. Oh, well, I mean, there are the, the obviously slight differences. But well, that's that quite a big difference. 
Well, it raises an interesting uh, question about ghost stories and legends and how they come yes. about. Because what's what isn't uncommon here in the UK and in the USA too is you will see the same story or virtually the same story transplanted over several different counties, towns, cities, or states. Yeah, but I don't particularly agree that this is very similar to the Borley Erect one. No, 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 I wasn't making a point about that being similar to the Borley one. I was saying it... it, it so you're just bringing up some well, you know how, you know how like you, that well, you know how, to do like, what we were talking about? Well, you know, like when you have a conversation, you know, you sort of expand out from the original topic. Oh, and, really? Really? Okay. Hmm, well, we used to go sat on the porch. That's different. Alcohol was involved. So it wasn't. You were drinking tea. Yeah. You don't well, drink. I've never seen you drink alcohol. Sure you have. No, I haven't. I always believed you were teetotal. Oh, go away. <laughs> I just don't get blasted like you and Leslie and Ann. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you need to uh, rethink Three that alcoholics thing. there, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, right. Or two, or three. Two. Stick to two. You know I don't drink very often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Yes, yeah, so, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I understand what you were saying, that there are similarities, like uh, hitchhikers, you know, that, that's very similar. That's all over the world, basically. And, uh, you know, there are, we, in fact, in the show, not too long, <laughs> we talked about the Devil's Bridge and the legends of the Devil's Bridge, bridge in several uh, places mm-hmm. around the world. So, yeah, yeah, there is a similarity, but uh, I don't know what you can draw from that, though, because... Well, I mean, I... The, the, you, you could infer several things. For example, a sceptic might simply infer that it's folklore, um, and indeed in some cases it clearly is. And what you're dealing with is, is uh, folklore, mythology, urban legend, uh, storytelling, you know, the good old tradition of storytelling, mm-hmm. um, passing, you know, sort of things down from generation to generation. Um, or in some cases, which I know to be a fact, a ghost has been transplanted from one location oh, to Oh, that's another. a point, too. I mean, yeah, yeah they must get um, pretty stale being in one place all the time. Well, I don't know. think the ghost had any say in it. Um, oh, I, you know, uh-uh. the, the entire ghost and you know, associated story uh, was simply transplanted to another location, much like when we were talking last week about um, Greyfriars Kirkyard and the fact that the Mackenzie tomb is actually the wrong tomb and the whole story has been relocated because... For health and safety reasons, they couldn't use the original tomb, which is about, <laughs> about 30 yards away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe and that's not the one where the guy fell into the Mackenzie tomb, because the McKen- Mackenzie's actual tomb is about 100 yards away from Greyfry, uh, from the Covenanters' prison. Mm-hmm. And the Covenanters' prison, uh, which is a secluded, uh, walled-off area of Greyfriars' churchyard, is where the Mackenzie portergeist attacks people. And the story goes, in revenge for his grave being disturbed. So he's not attacking anybody that's near his tomb. He's gone round the corner and down a side alley, and he attacks people there. But in one particular uh, tomb, not the one where... Well, he's moved, basically, twice. Well, so, you know, it's all very strange and very confusing. 
I, I know. There, there, unfortunately, I mean, you think of the, um, the um, number of ghost investigators out there now, you, you think there would be more research in this type of uh, questions, you know, rather than just... Well, you would hope. You would hope. Mm-hmm. And that would be a forlorn hope. Uh, reality has proved that to be the case. That's a forlorn hope. Um, I mean, just, just for the stats, um, currently... Uh, in the US, well, in the UK, we have over 900 paranormal teams comprising a little over 12,000 uh, active investigators. Uh, in the USA, a rough count um, conducted a couple of months ago revealed over 3,100 paranormal teams. So if the numbers are similar, I mean, America's obviously got a larger population than Britain, um, but 3,000 groups with an average of 20 apiece. That's an awful lot of people. This is true. Anyways. What's that? We're all watching Zach. Yeah, I have difficulty hearing you today for some day, for some reason. Said they're all watching Zach. Yeah, I know that. So, uh, another place I want in my mm-hmm. book, I, I came across something that I had a question, and that was uh, the lecture hall. The Society for Psychical Psychic, uh, Psychical Research, SBR. Yes. yes. What, what is that? Is it, they have their own lecture hall? Yes, they do. They have their own lecture hall, offices, and library um, located at number one, Vernon Mews, West Kensington, London. Oh, London. That's where we held the two recent book launches. I see, I see. Um, and is, and it, is it a historic building or is it? No, 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 no. Far from it. Um, it's it's quite a new build, build building, uh, newly built on a on. I mean, obviously there was uh, Victorian structures beforehand uh, that have been removed and rebuilt, um, and probably you know, judging by the the name of the site, the area, it probably there's probably a history going back several hundred years. But the building itself that the SPR inhabit is relatively new. And okay, so which their the previous their previous offices were much older. In fact, I think one of their offices, their original ones, was uh, alongside. No, it was above an undertaker's. Oh, that! Oh, that's cool. Well, so where was the original? House, where was the original Ghost Club in 1862? Uh, it was formed at Cambridge University in 1862. Um, as it indeed, well, um, the down at Cambridge University was also formed the SPR. Um, they they both came out of Cambridge University academics with an interest in trying to understand these facilities of man that, that we now label paranormal. Uh, so they were both originally created um, down at uh, Cambridge University, uh, the Ghost Club being the first one and uh, the SPR being a few years later. Although there are questions as to the actual age of the Ghost Club uh, because they, they haven't been in continual existence for all that time. There have been periods where they've been um, dormant uh, one period, they were resurrected by Harry Price uh, in the 1930s, and then they languished again in the 1960s to be resurrected by Peter Umwood. So um, there's also some questions about 
whether it whether they can trace their lineage directly uh, back to 1862 uh, or it's actually I, have a, a, actually I have a question I have a question for someone in the chat room and they wanted to know if you were there when it was founded um, I missed that that I missed that one I was I was elsewhere that day okay I was just curious that's it was a question from uh, someone I was, in the chat room. was invited but it I, 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 I was um, I was catching Pokemon. You were catching Pokemon. Are they still doing that now? Uh, yeah. Uh, fortunately, my boys have stopped, but it's still there is still a hardcore of Pokemon catching uh, people out there. Although a lot of them now seem to have gone over to this new. It's like Pokemon, but it's Harry Potter, um, where they all they're wizards. So they have to go on quests looking for things on their smartphones. But uh, fortunately for me, the boys have... Yeah. Uh, Fortunately for me, the boys have given up Pokemon. Okay, so... uh, I understand that we have someone uh, who may be joining us, I believe. Uh, Have we? Yeah, so, uh, yes, uh, you can certainly contact uh, us at uh, Tojanet and, and join us on air if you'd like to join us. That's not a problem, too, so there you go. Yeah, so, anyways, lots of uh, interesting things. I, I love the book, Ghost Club, uh, the Ghost Club book. I was so excited when it came in the mail. And uh, one another article on air is, of course, Can Fabrication Became Fact, which is the old... Uh, Philip experiment type of uh, mm-hmm. thing, and uh, I, I, I kind of believe that that you can create, uh, you can create uh, spirits and stuff. I I don't doubt that for one moment. Mm-hmm. I think um, the power the power of suggestion, the power of uh, will, um, desire. I think they play a huge part in it. Um, and you know, you you see that with in so many other situations, but absolutely, definitely in haunted houses, uh, you absolutely do see a huge input from the individuals themselves. You know, they 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 have a huge uh, personal input into the case, because often, as we've said on a number of occasions previously, you are dealing with um, the only information you really have is what people are telling you that they're experiencing that they saw, believed that they saw, heard, etc. Um, and so yeah, you, I don't, you, you absolutely um, have to uh, acknowledge that there is a huge amount of personal input into that. Now, and also, interestingly, um, with the Philip experiments and with other experiments that have been conducted, um, it does seem to be a precursor for... Um, more anomalous activity taking place. Um, in fact, there have been seance experiments where you have um, people who start off, deliberately start off with one of them fabricating activity. And at a certain point, they will stop fabricating activity and yet the activity will continue without their in, uh, involvement. Uh, and in the, in the dim and distant past, we, we ourselves tried uh, tried doing that during the seance, and we were quite surprised that uh, after after the signal was given for us to stop 
doing it, uh, things continue to happen. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and this was your own experiment. This was a, an experiment. We didn't invent it. We were recreating other people's, you know, right, because right, other, exactly. other researchers, other researchers had acknowledged and noticed the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, you know, something we could do, and we tried it, and we were we, we were actually quite surprised that that we also got strange results, unexpected results, or maybe we were expecting, hoping for the results, but then what element did hope and desire on our part play because you know we we entered into this knowing that or hoping for an outcome um you know it certainly wasn't a double blind experiment right right i mean that's anytime you do field work it's it's yeah. a difficult but um, but it was interesting you know and it's something that other researchers have have, have noticed too that um <clears throat> you start off with one person um Acting the role of the 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 phantasm, mm-hmm. but only up to a point at which they stop, and then it's discovered that the activity will sometimes continue. I think a lot is you know even in some of this this uh, <laughs> the red light science that we do in the physical mediumship, I I think sometimes the group itself can create. Uh, uh, results, I, I believe, anyways. Uh, other than in I, cheating. Well, that, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I mean that that that's been acknowledged from, for example, the skull experiments. That that they said that it was a particular group of individuals who were getting, you know, they'd worked together in, in a cohesive group, and they themselves were getting excellent results. But the introduction of random strangers into the group um, disrupted that. So um, I, I think it's universally acknowledged by, by many spiritualists who conduct seances that the best results always come from having the same group of people, you know, sort of week after week after week or exp- uh, seance after seance after seance. In fact, that's one of the things that I know you've been doing with the red light seance, predominantly using the same group of individuals over and over and over. And right. they start it, to bond together, and you, you have a more cohesive group of individuals. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. We noticed that also when certain individuals uh, are in a particular group, the results seem better than when other people are in the group. And... It's an intriguing, you know. I mean, it's 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 hard to put. I mean, well, let's you know, let's rule out cheating for the mm-hmm. most part. But okay, let's rule that out for the time being. But but just if if you can do that, then we find that there are certain. And you talk to like mediums, and they'll say, uh, you know, it's, this person has uh, negativity about them, you know, and so, it, it causes a uh, and. I, I think we we can agree on that that certain people do have this bad vibe, I guess. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just on a human level, you get people who are just bloody disruptive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who who spoil the whole, yeah. who spoil the whole, you know, uh, experience for other people. Mm-hmm. But you you would have, I mean, there are two possible, there are two points of view, aren't there? The skeptics would inevitably say, well. Uh, when that person's there and more things happen, well, that person is making things happen. 
I know that's the problem. But there, but know, there is that, also know, the other that. possibility: is is yeah. that person the the unintentional or even the intentional focus of something happening? Um, you know, and I don't think you can rule uh, either out easily, and you certainly can't rule one of the possibilities out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can say with a high degree of certainty eventually that somebody is cheating. But you can't ever say with any degree of certainty that somebody is an unintentional or intentional focus um, or has some sort of uh, mediumistic ability because we, we, we can't test for that. We can't. Uh, but if you if you look at certain hauntings, poltergeist cases, for example, you have uh, you have individuals who are there uh, or more things happen when they're there. So it plays out in the real world, too. Mm-hmm. And leads to the idea that you have people who are poltergeist focuses. Um, now, again, that's contentious to some sceptics and to some to some people. Uh, but nevertheless, it's an accepted uh, rationale within parapsychology that that you know certain people are a focus for activity. Now, whether that's intentional, unintentional, or deliberate, mm-hmm. is where the questions are. Right. No, I mean, even myself, working with uh, Maureen through the years, and you got to remember, I was extremely skeptical of mediums generally when I first started working. But I noticed that the correlation uh, between when she is connecting to spirit, for instance, when she believes she's connecting to spirits and everything, and I've got my little cute little uh, cell sensor, the sensor. There seems to be a correlation between the uh, EMF on mm-hmm. the, well, a meter is given off and and her connecting. Now, I've always wondered if if it really is has anything to do with spirit, but more with her. In other words, uh, you know, and I, I totally understand that the, the cell sensor is not a, anywhere by any means a a scientific instrument used for measuring direct and precise... No, but the, the, the hypothesis that you're putting forward is perfectly testable. Yeah, um, it is. You know, it, w- it would be simplicity itself to design an experiment to test whether... There uh, would be. I... Yeah. I mean, you know, if you had uh, a cell sensor and a different type of meter or two cell sensors or three cell sensors, you know... If the spirit is affecting, you know, if it is uh, Maureen-centred, then the effect should be seen across the, across all of the devices. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's the device itself that's malfunctioning or picking up something, um, you know, we, we, I wouldn't, you know, there is a, you can use a cell sensor and get some information from it. Um but you you can get more information from using more advanced meters. But the hypothesis that you put forward is perfectly right. testable. Um, so if you, testable. Were to, if you were, to, I mean, we're coming up to the break. But if you were to devise an experiment uh, to, for me to test this, what would you do, Steve? Uh, I would I would continue using the cell sensor, and alongside it, I would put a spectrum analyzing uh, EMF meter mm-hmm. to see what as what parts of the electromagnetic spectrum are actually triggering the cell sensor because that would give you a huge clue as to where the energy is coming from you know is it is it oh, local there's music, so we have to take a break we'll be right back welcome to talking 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear Eggs family. Welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles International, uh, where we're joined by media celebrity, media animal, media whore, Dylan Jones, who's fresh from his antics on uh, pure paranormal radio. I am really? indeed. Good evening. Yeah, we're I set that up was, by... I thought that went against us. It does. It does. I mean, we, we, we give this guy, this Tomo, a, a break. We get him on, you know, we, we let him be a guest on this show, and then he sets up his own radio show in, in competition to us and then starts stealing our guests. In fairness, really? he was actually talking about you quite a bit and really wants to get you on the show. Oh, there he is. Kiss up, kiss up. <laughs> well, he, well, if he cancels his show one night, then we can get, we, he can come on to Ghost Chronicles. I, I did try suggesting that he gets yeah. the four Parasigns members on the, together at the same time, and he was like, ooh, that's a good idea. Impossible. <laughs> I thought as much, yeah. Impossible, because Ghost Chronicles has been running far longer than Tomo's show. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Five Parasigns members. Huh? Huh? There's more than did you, five, or did you there's not more, make well, me an honorary Parascience member? Yeah, but just to clarify, there's actually 11 members of Parascience, not four. Oh, well, I'll tell them to get all 11 on at the same time then. There you go. Right. I don't know where you get this idea that there's only four four members of Parascience from. Oh, or five. Oh, I'm he'll, confusing it with Ghostbusters. There was four of them. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Anyway, Dylan, thanks for joining us. Uh, you uh, launched a new site. I know you have your great uh, British ghost tour or something like that. <coughs> there it is. And you've now dibbled in America. How dare you? <laughs> well, while you're well, talking I, I was... to Dylan, I'll go over onto Tomo's radio show. Oh, yeah, good idea, Steve. Good idea. Be right back. <laughs> Well, I, I thought I would do something else because I wanted to make help make America great again. So, oh, yeah. So, that, <laughs> so I know. I, I seriously, I've um, I, I, you know how much I admire American culture and the ghost stories from America. So I decided that um, you needed a, a great American ghost tour as well. 
Why don't you like the American president? No he comment. <laughs> he knows that I'm a Trump supporter, so he would definitely... No, it's just, it's just Dylan's. It's like, oh, I love America. I can't. I want to go and be an American, but I don't like the president. You have to take the rough with the smooth, That's like half the country, Dylan. though, so that's, that's not uncommon yeah, around yeah. here. You have to take the rough with the smooth, Dylan. You can't <laughs> pick and choose. Right. He's a, he's a democratically elected Republican president, but not de not elected by the Democrats. No. We know that. Yeah. No. But I mean, you know, you can't you can't criticize American politics when you see the state Especially of our politics. Have. Yeah, yeah. We're showing how bad it can be over here as well. Yeah. Yeah. But come Halloween, we'll be. Oh, fine. yeah. We're all one. So, anyways, Dylan, promised. I I was thinking of you the other day. In fact, uh, we have. Oh, that was scary. We have this on uh, a new show here on Netflix, and it, and it talks about the UK having the most CTV cameras in the world uh, per country, and uh, it shows on on all the uh, you know how it catches crime and everything else. I'm thinking with all these these cameras, CTV cameras, and, and I know you were you were a copper, so. Uh, you know, how come we're not seeing a lot of paranormal activity along with all this uh, violent crime activity? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I, th I think there have been a couple of cases where they've claimed to have recorded something unusual on on CCTV. Um, have you seen the school one? Yeah, the fake art. Uh, yeah, fake that one? Was, yeah, 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 that's the trouble. Yeah, yeah. There's not a couple, Dylan. There's a couple hundred. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't actually, you know, I, I've been busy doing other things than. You don't than have to go on Facebook CCTV. for half an hour. You'll see half a hundred of yeah, them. Yeah, but how many official ones? We're not talking about these, you know, private ones. We're talking about government agency ones. Well, they're not going to tell us, are they? No. What's that? Britain's top secret. They're not going to yeah. tell us. Yeah. They won't. No, 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 no. We're not allowed to see the the. They're making these, TV uh, shows here and 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 showing us all your yeah, all the you crime. You can show them. I mean, I was, I was, I was wanted, so wanted to go to England, but now, hell, I ain't going over there now. Man, that's nasty stuff up there. I thought it was I'll a sweet... I'll tell country. you how bad it is over here, Ron. My car has got two of, two of the bloody cam the CCTV cameras in it. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we always have this, this picture of the UK as this idyllic country, but, you know, after watching this series, like, oh, I saw the 2011... Uh, London riots, and it's like, holy crap! And uh, you know, I, th I thought it was bad here. It's man, things aren't so nice over there either. Nah, it's not that bad. That was a storm in a teacup. Yeah, every few years really? we like to rebel. Yeah, every few years we like to rebel. Yeah, it only lasts for a couple. You see, most, if you look at the French, every time there's a there's trouble, they all riot and they throw dead animals at the government buildings. Over here, we <laughs> just tot. We tut occasionally and maybe yeah. click dislike on Facebook. Yeah. We, we tut rather loudly if we're really annoyed. Then we shoot fireworks at the Buckingham Palace. No, we don't. Yes, we celebrate. Did. We burn the Trafalgar statue. Yeah, I mean, that was celebration. We, oh, was that, that what was it exuberance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was just playful boisterousness on behalf of the, 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 the crowds. Yeah, nothing too serious. We tend to get more carried away about things like the Eurovision Song Contest than actual things that matter. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
today, actually, I, I live, as Dylan knows, I live in quite a small village. Um, and today, for the last month, we've had, they had a huge town? earthquake. Oh, three of them? Right. No, no, no. Today, for the last month, we've had some huge earth-moving uh, trappers uh, dragging thousands of tons of earth around. So I went onto our village Facebook page and asked the question, does anybody know what all the tractors are dragging backwards and forwards? Um, yeah, well, you should have seen the abuse I got um, on that page for daring to suggest that the farmers might be... I never mentioned farmers. I was talking about... But that's what it's like in this country. We, we, get, we get all het up about small things, but big things we don't care about. You know what you should have done? That. You should have checked the CCTV cameras to find out what they were doing. Um, I did actually use a camera to photograph the tractor, one of the uh, <laughs> earth-moving drivers charging around in 30 ton of earth-moving vehicle on his mobile phone. Mm. Right past the school. Very Plus. naughty. Mm. Did you tut yeah, loudly? Yeah. I did. Yes, and so did the so did one of our neighbours who who also witnessed it. There was there was considerable tutting. Mm. And shaking of the finger, perhaps. No, no, we didn't know that. Oh, right. Well, it wasn't that bad. Oh, dear. You know, it's really intriguing, though, is the way that the uh, the police speak in, in these things. They're, like, so, uh, you know, you're right. They don't seem to get riled up as much, you know. They they talk about it as, as they very calm and, like, uh Rather around here, where we just scream at everybody. So, I thought American <laughs> cops shot first and asked questions later. Yeah, shoot them all, and we'll sort it out later. Yeah, well, that seems to be the American cops' approach. Just you know, like shoot them. Yeah. Well, solves the problem. Anyway, so uh, I, I was just like I said. I just, now you, you're involved in security uh, as well. Now, now that you're no longer a copper, right? Mm, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, is do you have that same surveillance capability at, at these events and stuff that you run security for? No, it's all boots on the ground with us. Oh, it's, okay. It's having right. it's having staff on on site. Ah, uh, no we're, just, we're, we're just there to look after the uh, very expensive outside broadcast vehicles. Ah, no fun. All right, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> disappointed me. It's uh. fine. But I mean, last week you were on the show, and you had just got came back from uh, California in the Ghostbuster co- commercial, and of course we've got photo bomb by Steve uh, uh, <laughs> St- Stephen Scott, and so I, I had other questions to ask you because I mean, to me it was a big thing. You went to this convention there, you got to meet uh, Dan Aykroyd, I believe. Did you did you meet him physically? I did. Yes. Did you touch um, him? Uh, did he touch you? Was it? Well, well, we shook hands. <laughs> we shook hands. Okay. We spoke. Um, hello? Oh. Yeah, we're here. Oh, yeah, sorry, okay. it, was, it was some rather strange Skype noises then. Um, yes, it, I mean, it was, a, it was a brilliant event. It was, uh, it, was, it was like a dream come true for, for me. Um, I got to meet Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, uh, William Atherton, who played Walter Peck, Ray Parker Jr., Walter Ivan Peck. Wright. But, yeah. <laughs> And he, he was a he was a very charming Dickhead. guy. Um, no, no, that wasn't mentioned. Um, he is a um, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else did we meet? Um, Ivan Reitman and uh, his son Jason Reitman was there as well. Um, oh, wow. So it was, 
It was everything I could have wished for and more. It was, were they uh, personable brilliant. enough? I mean, you know, were they just like, oh, I don't care, you know, I'm, yeah, hi, how are you, goodbye. No, they were very personable, especially no. Ernie Hudson. He's He seems to be the one who, um, I think it's why he's a fan favourite as well. He's just, yeah, really the most, I think, most approachable of the lot. Dan Aykroyd, I think, is um best way of describing him. Um, <laughs> he's a bit eccentric, shall we say. Oh, cool. You know that Dan Aykroyd is is very much into the the paranormal, anyways. Has had had experiences himself and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, have you have you read his dad's book, uh, History of Ghosts? That's a very good book. I will put that on my list: The History of Ghosts. Yeah, A History of Ghosts. It goes into um, the Aykroyd sort of family background. Um, So uh, you learn about Dan Aykroyd's grandfather. Um, and the things that he was into in the spiritualist movement, and and it takes it from there. Oh, really? I wasn't even aware that he was involved in the spiritualist movement. Yeah, very much so. They used to hold seances at their uh, their or their farmhouse in Canada. That's right there from Canada, eh? Mm. So, yeah, it's. I mean, to me, it would be, uh, you know, uh, definitely a a dream come true to meet these guys. Uh, It's like meeting Steve Parsons. To me, it's like, you know, meeting the greats. And uh, is he back from break yet? (laughs) As you well know, because you've already responded to me in the chat. (laughs) I slipped that through. And, and all fairness, no, I mean, when Dylan was talking about the four from uh, Parascience, I, I re- definitely could picture you guys as the Ghostbusters, you know, Steve and Dylan and um, Anne and uh, who's the other fourth one? Unnamed. Uh, Dylan. Well, there aren't four. Dylan said 11. four. There's 11. Well, he's wrong. Dylan said four. He's it was, I, was, I, I was being facetious. Dylan well, doesn't represent Parascience. Dylan no, no, you... There are eleven members of Parasite. Yeah, I know that, but Dylan said four, so I was. Well, he was who... he was speaking out of turn, and he would be, I was I was being duly, he will be duly he... dealt with. I was who being facetious. He... I was wondering who he thought was the fourth one that got that got top billing. Evidently, uh, I was just curious because you know, evidently between you and yeah. Ann, and now it's it's Dylan, you Ann and Dylan. So uh, I was just the wondering. Would be the fourth one, obviously, up. you know. No. <laughs> He's really. You obviously right haven't made that link. <laughs> I know who he's referring to. And... Uh, no more large heads. I'll let I'll let Dylan uh, answer the question. Yeah, Dylan, answer the question what? for us. Who is the fourth member of Parasites that oh. you were mentioning? The fourth, the fourth individual is actually made up of uh, the other seven. Yeah, you are so bull. <laughs> He's not a, no, I was, I was being, I was being facetious. I was. Yeah, I know there's yeah, more yeah, than four. Yeah. That's his story because he got caught. That's his ten story. soon. <laughs> there won't be eleven. There'll be ten soon. <laughs> uh, so. Particularly if Anne finds out what he just said. <laughs> anyway, um, so. Let's let's talk a little bit about parascience and, and investigating. Of course, I, I understand you haven't investigated for a little bit. Yes, we have. Oh, really? Well, let's. What's the latest one? Uh, is it Parasite, a private home or a parascience is well. Uh, yes, there is a case currently being examined that is a private residence uh, in West Wales. Okay. Uh, it 
At the moment, it doesn't require any um, multi-personal intervention yeah. or any investigation or any sort of... It, so it's more a case of observation. You don't call Zach in then, right? No, no. Um, but we are regularly in touch with the, with the, uh, the homeowners and uh, keeping a finger on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if 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 the needs be, uh, we can we can get a team of people together and um, go along. Mm-hmm. Do you? But I mean, the, pro- you... the problem with the problem is uh, over the last fifteen ten years has uh, been the sheer number of groups in the UK. So, right. Tons. Uh, you know, with nine hundred groups in a very rel- a relatively small island. Uh, you don't get quite the caseload that you used to get because, um, you know, even even out here in remote West Wales, there's there's at least four teams, mm-hmm. uh, and they're very vocal, you know, in terms of their the social media presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what gets you noticed, isn't it? It's that's well, how yeah, get... unfortunate for the wrong reasons. But, but most, uh, of you, most of your reputable organizations still know the groups that are, are have been there from the beginning, and uh, if you know they do their research, if they're looking for a, a particular uh, a good group, then well, uh, you, you know, know I, I'd, I'd I'd like to think it were that simple, but even the SPR and the Ghost Club are uh, suffering from this lack of awareness. Um, really. Yeah, I mean, the, the vast majority of the ghost hunting community in the UK, as Dylan knows um, only too well, don't have never heard of the SPR or the Ghost Club. Uh, or if they have, they see them as irrelevant. Yeah. Irrelevant? Irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, they, 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 they very it's much... Sironism means the same thing. Now, <laughs> part, part of the problem obviously lies with the SPR and with the Ghost Club. Um but part of the problem also must lie at the at the feet of the ghost hunting community because they they think that ghost hunting was invented by Zach Bacon's um, and Ryan Buell on the Warrens. They don't realise you know, people have been doing this. Yeah, people have been doing this for hundreds of years, not hundreds of episodes. Mm-hmm. And that Which there is, is there is there is a huge resource that's available to them. Um, I mean, as an example, let's just let's just revisit the orb for a minute because ten or fifteen years ago, this was a question that was sort of quite topical within ghost hunting. You know, everybody was questioning what they are, and there was arguments and debates back and forth. And then it gradually, as pe- more and more people did their own experiments, and, and uh, they came to realise that in actual fact there wasn't anything to the phenomena. But then. The next group came along, the Ghost Adventures fans came along, and they've all, in recent years, they've discovered the orb, and now they're all squabbling and fighting and debating whether orbs are paranormal or not. Instead of, and it, this is the case throughout, I mean, ghost hunting is rather like being on a hamster wheel, because <laughs> yeah. they're not learning from previous researchers or research or material that's been put down in the archives they they are blind to all that's gone before them. And they're lurching to one fad to the next, aren't they? I mean, yeah. right now, it, it seems to be that the haunted museum is the big thing. Because, haunted objects and haunted yeah. museums are current 
sort of big thing here in the and, UK. And all fairness to everybody else, uh, Steve and, and I have been doing that for years with the Cabinet of Curiosity. Well, you know, the Warrens and I suppose John Zaffis yes, were there even, yes. even earlier. They were know, the original John. ones, yes, yeah. they were. Um, and Zach Beagans has got a haunted bed now. Bless him. Is it, is yeah. it the King's? Is it the Who's? The Kings. In my book, uh, Ghost Today, there's a story on uh, the the haunted bed of uh, King Henry VIII, I believe. No, I don't think it was his. No, I don't think uh, it's got his. Shame. Either. No. That's yeah, shame. we're not short of haunted beds in the UK, so uh, I think we could probably spare Zach one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for a yeah. price. But uh, no, that's the big. Th- so, I mean, wait, we've, let me, we've been through let facts. Me, let me ask you guys this: Do you think perhaps? It's it's time for an SPR TV show. Watch this space. Watch this space. Is that a? Uh, That's all I'm that allowed like, to say at this stage. But the, That's the, the name of it. Space. Is that like YouTube or or the my S- space? The SPR or, or are aware. Space. This space. This. I never heard of this space before. Right. Okay. The SPR are certainly aware of the problem and are taking steps to try and address some of the, the, the current situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, these things take time, and I'm not... It'll be on the aliens and Bigfoot and shadow people and, it I won't. don't know, it gnomes won't. and uh, elves and flying boots. No, no, or sea monsters or anything else. Anything else. Hey, um, we might see monsters out of this. A uh, bit late to the party, aren't we, with sea monsters? No, because I'm trying yeah. to defend the truth on sea monsters. Yeah, but some of us have been doing sea monsters for decades. Yeah, but not New England sea monsters. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, actually, kinda, ah, Never mind. Zip it up. Kinda, you, won't go, you won't even go near the water when you come over here. No, because you've got big bitey-bitey sharks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in fairness, uh, if you recall from several years ago, uh, a long, I have... I've, oft dragged you to the coast and witted on about sea monsters off the New England coast. Yeah. Anyways, moving yeah. right along. Um, yeah. You're just late to the party. TV show in <laughs> SCR and, you know, I think that would be a great idea because then, I mean, you could put it in a directional where it really belongs rather than the Halloween scary type ghost hunting that's going on in most of these shows right now. I think you'll. I think you might find that the uh, the results are worth the wait. Yeah, but then again, the problem is, how do you? If you were to make a TV show with the SBR or, or another reputable group, uh, how would it differ from these scary Halloween type ghost shows? And, and would it be enough enough uh, to you know keep an audience's attention? Uh, well, actually, th- there have been precursors uh, along those li- very lines. I mean, there was there were some documentary, uh, notable documentaries done on uh, Enfield, um, and indeed on Borley by the BBC that that concentrated on the work of the Society for Psychical Research Investigators, like Peter Underwood, uh, Maurice Gross, Guy, Guy Lyon Playfair, um, and those programmes were very, very well. Um, accepted at the time they they went down very well <coughs> so um, oh, I, I i think that are any absolutely... of those available anywhere steve oh Did yeah you just, know just, just, just uh, uh, search for them on youtube they are there 
Um, just search Underwood Borley uh, on YouTube or um, Enfield on, on on YouTube, and you'll find footage and interviews oh, with wow. the, the original family. Uh, you'll find interviews with uh, Gross and Playfair. Don't uh, they, they didn't. Well, yeah, apparently, he did turn up, didn't he? Uh, briefly, and was told to go away. Anyway, so, so yeah, I think I, I think I mean there are there are, there is a, a market for that for a documentary style. That takes I think there is for those who are serious, mm. but the problem is we're dealing with a group now that are, are young, and they're like young, you said, they never heard bad. of the Ghost Club, never heard of the SBR. They're just out there watching Zach and uh, whoever else is out there. Well, in, interestingly, uh, the hell or, or whatever yeah. else is. Out there. But interestingly, you say young, but in actual fact, the demographic for ghost hunting I know they're is, old, which is amazing. Is um, mid mid twenties to mid forties is the primary demographic. Uh, mid twenties to mid forties, female, is mm-hmm. is the key demographic. No, I thought it was much higher than that. I'm, I'm not sure I can agree with you on that. Well, that's that's actually well, that was the the, the audience demographic for the advertisers for Most Haunted, for example. Very, oh, very much true. Right. Yeah. The sure. adverts were, were targeted at the, the group of people between 25 and 45, predominantly female or, interestingly, gay. And they were the target advertising um, uh, audience for Most Haunted. And if you look at the ghost hunting events as well, when you go along to those, they're predominantly females taking part in that. Oh, absolutely. I've always said that. I mean, my audience, uh, as much as I abuse the poor women, um, is basically female. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I, in all my events, all the events I go to, it's predominantly female. God bless them. And, of course, the shows themselves have to cater for that because the show is there to sell advertising. So the show caters to that market. They're the same market that, that buys the... the um, the, the, the uh, magazines, the, the monthly magazines, uh, like Chat and others that, that deal with the paranormal. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's exactly the same. The, the demographic for the audience for these shows and, and who you see on the ghost hunts hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. You're still dealing with 20 to foot. Well, let's broaden it out a little bit. 20 to 50, predominantly female. Really? Yeah. That was yeah, the top, so. yeah, that was the advertising demographic. I mean, Dylan Dylan is the expert here. Um, I'm just reciting what the what the advertising demographic was. Dylan, you know, is the one who works in the media. Is this true, Dylan? It's exactly as Steve has said. Um, that's who they're appealing to, and that's who they will continue to uh, appeal to. Um, and it's replicated. I, only this afternoon, I had an inquiry from. Uh, a, a certain publication or person who writes for certain publications which appeals to that demographic and wanting my paranormal experiences <coughs> and it, it well, you know what they you know what they're after straight away yeah. Yeah. you to do all the bloody work and they cop the money yeah yeah Hello, I'm a freelance journalist working for all of these magazines. I want to, I want to you to write me a whole article about yourself that I can then sell yes. and pocket all the money. Sounds like me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the monthly newsletter? Yeah, the one I'm always getting you guys to yeah, go there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
So anyways, uh, I know we're almost out of the break, so I decided to pop on and, and see what the rank, the top uh, shows that are on TV right now. Number one is The Ghost Adventures. Number two, Ghost Hunters. Number three, Dead Files. Number four, Paranormal Witness. Number five, A Haunting. Number six, Paranormal Lockdown. Number seven, Destination Truth. Number eight, Celebrity Ghost Hunters. Number nine, Paranormal State, seriously. Number 10, Ghost Hunter International. Some of these shows aren't even on anymore. Number 11, Ghost, uh, The Haunted Hang Collector. Welcome to Alaskan Bush people. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries was number 13. Ghost Buying, number 14. Scariest Places, one of my favorite shows, number 15. And they keep going. Keep going. That can't be going right. going. There's no Alaskan Bush people. Most no Haunted, number 22. There's no Swamp Loggers. Wait a minute. There's, there's no lizard lick towing. <laughs> you know, I mean, these, you are sure you watch of, these are the staples of Discovery Channel in the UK. You know, endless uh, programs about people who live in Alaska or, or who dig opals up in, in Australia or ferret for gold in Canada. Oh, and ice road truckers. And speaking about uh, digging up uh, ferrets and, and uh, rubies in, in the United States, uh, Steve and uh, Dylan will be joining me in uh, September. Uh, right here in uh, the United States. Uh, You're looking for sea monsters. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they will be here for us for a quest of September 27th, 28th, and 29th. Look for some of the other Steve's events at my page, neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. It's the tunes. we got to say goodbye. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.